Nick at Night is a production of Council Communications. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Nick at Night Show. Uh, for the Facebook crowd, unfortunately, I must admit, it's my fault. I forgot my webcam, so I can't do a Facebook Live uh, broadcast tonight. However, we do have online, so you can join us at uh, LateNightCouncil.com. I've posted that about 14 times on Facebook, so hopefully you folks over there will come and join us over here. For the online crew, we have uh, quite a show for you tonight. The first hour... If I can just bring this up uh, right now, uh, no, no, that's not that's not what I want. I want. Why did I do that? Ah, oh, man, I days I don't pay to get out of bed. I've got um, just. I want to read you just a little bit about who my guest is going is going to be. I have a little. Here it is. A preamble here. On tonight's show, I have documentary filmmaker by the uh, a doc. Uh, oh my good lord! On tonight's show. I have a documentary filmmaker by the name of Michael Hansen who will join us to discuss his latest promise, uh, project. Uh, the, premise of the, film, the premise of the film is this, and I have a trailer for the movie on my Facebook page. So if you want to go to my Facebook page and have a look, you can see it there. Um, here's a little preamble that comes with, the, uh, uh, with it. This, this is what I, I posted for you. Waves of terrorist attacks, riots, and gang rapes are striking at the very foundations of Europe. The wake of this violence has exposed these once venerated European societies as nations that are politically and culturally polarized with deeply rooted social problems and growing tensions among entrenched and increasingly partisan groups. This is a story of a Danish expatriate and his quest to uncover the stories behind the headlines and growing issues within the European society, challenging the viewer with a vision of a Europe undergoing drastic change, drastic and far-reaching changes. It deals with the very personal journey of a son of Denmark, attempting to understand how and why the Europe he left 12 years before has become a socially, culturally, and politically distortion, distorted vision of itself. The, the, uh, the movie is called Killing Europe, and the trailer, as I said, is posted on my Facebook page. All right, so we have that on 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 for you. We're also in the second hour. We're going to get into all the regular stuff, everything from Vegas, uh, the tragedy in Vegas, to the tragedy in in Edmonton. 
We're going to do a whole host of other things, Ontario Hydro, you name it. If it's on your mind, I've probably got it queued up here. Uh, now, let's go and bring on my guest because he's waiting right there. And let's see. Okay. Uh, Michael, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right on. Welcome to the Naked Night Show. I'm glad you could join us. Thank you. All right. Let, let's begin. First of all, uh, given all things being equal, tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you're all about. And uh, what made you leave Denmark in the first place? Well, I mean, it's uh, to make a long story short, back in, I guess it was 2002, I had just uh, finished off my uh, my conscription into the Danish military. And um, upon leaving the Danish military, I kind of looked at my options. And I have family in the U.S., so I ended up uh, moving to the U.S. to go to college. Um mm-hmm. And which I did, and and uh, and then at the at the same time, I also joined the U.S. Army Reserve. Um, so I had that, uh, shall we say, uh, a pleasure of experiencing boot camps from two different countries, so to speak. <laughs> I won't <laughs> ask you which college, one was so worse. I, can't I won't ask you which one was worse because <laughs> I've been through boot camp myself, and none of them were fun. Well, no, I understand the U.S. was the worst. Uh, oh, it was. Have you, ever, have you ever seen full metal? Hell yeah, if you ever seen Full Metal Jagged, I went to boot camp to Fort Benning with, uh, because I was in recon, and, uh, and it was, I really thought I had stepped into Full Metal Jagged. I didn't think it was going to be like that at all. But. You're referring to the movie, of course, Full Metal <laughs> so here Jagged. I was, exactly, so here I was, a Danish guy, just going, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? But anyways, um, Exactly right, <laughs> but um, but the thing is, is that so I've I've lived I lived in the U.S. for a considerable amount of years, and I and I eventually became a school teacher. So uh, and and not really visiting Denmark that often, I was kind of out of the loop with what was going on in Denmark. But then, um, you know, you, you of course heard about the sporadic random attacks. You, know, you had the Madrid bombing, the, the, the London bombings, and so forth, which were horrific. But, um, they, you know, it didn't occur on a weekly basis, such as you almost see now. But um, but then around 2015, and you you had the Charlie Hebdo attack, right? Right. And then just a week after, you had the attack in Copenhagen. And then the following, you, of course, had the, the Brussels attack and so forth. So, you know, I started I started hearing or seeing all this going on in Europe and, and I kinda asked myself, you know, you know, what's going on here? Uh, that this is not exactly what I recognized, of course. And um, and the thing was that, you know, as we were all on social media, I would talk to my friends back in Denmark through social media, particularly Facebook. And shall we say I have a lot of uh, liberal minded Friends, and I don't use liberal as in the classical term. Uh, I mean liberal as in, shall we say, left leaning. And I would ask them, you know, what what the heck is going on? I mean, I hear about all these, you know, no go zones, and now all this terrorism and so forth. And they're like, oh, it's all high. There's there's nothing. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Nothing's going on. But I mean, but I kept hearing about this, and ultimately. After several long drawn debates by Facebook, which I think nobody should ever do because it's not a platform to debate with anybody, but you know, I decided basically 
to go back to Denmark and more or less be for myself. Um, and it turned into not only going to Denmark, but a trip through all of Europe. And, you know, one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I was talking to a lot of, a lot of key people. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started. Okay, so you get this idea, because I have a, a friend of mine who's a documentary filmmaker, and I have, I, mm-hmm. I won't say I know all the challenges, and, you know, I can't say I've been there, I've done that. There's lots of things in my life I've done, but that's one that I haven't crossed off the list. Um, what are some of the challenges? Like, when so, in general, first we'll, we'll talk about in general, just making a documentary. Is it the research? Is it coming up with the money in the first place? What's the, the biggest challenge you face as a documentary filmmaker? Well, I think uh, one of the one of the first issues that you run into is obviously money, um, because unless you're Michael Moore and have millions of dollars, I mean, you know, I know Michael Moore is supposed to be the champion of the working class, but we all know he's not. He's part of the one percent. Um, but you know, so and especially if you're a conservative filmmaker, if, if you want to put up political, <laughs> if you want to place me politically. Um, you know, there's not a lot of funding to get from a lot of places, and especially if you're nobody. Uh, so you're doing it out of your own pocket. So, you know, you, you really have to be passionate about it in order to actually spend up uh, at least $20,000, <laughs> something like this, you know, to cost you at least if you do it cheap. And um, so, so that's one thing. The other thing is obviously the research. I mean, before I... I even went to Europe the first time because I, I went multiple, multiple times. I spent at least, I think, a year researching, just reading and, and finding out exactly what's going on, statistics and what have you not. I mean, it, it's a, there's an enormous amount of research that gets put into this. And, um, and then this, I think probably one of the biggest challenges when you are nobody filmmaker, if you want to say, on that or just starting out, is actually getting the people to talk to you. Because, um, you know, one thing is to approach somebody in the street and then, you know, some of them will talk, some of them won't. But how do you get in contact with politicians who are in the House of Lords? For instance, yeah, true. Good point. The famous part in that, or any of these people, high, these high, more high-profile people. Um, and I guess that's where, in essence, I was lucky, I guess, because... Um, Getting in contact with one, I use that person to springboard to the next person. And for some of them, I was just, I guess, lucky that they were they were willing to, to talk to me. Um, and then, obviously, some people were more willing to talk to me than others, but I guess we can get into that one later on. Okay. Because that, that goes down the divide between left and right politically. Yeah, so. true, it does. And I just, I guess why I want to start out in a general sense, um, we have a because I again, like I said, I have no experience with um, any kind of mm. filmmaking. I was in radio for a long time, and one look at me, you'll know why. But uh, it's, it's <laughs> so that's a little outside my ken. In other words, um, when you were in the middle of the uh, uh, when when you got into this, how how much you had to do a lot of research? Obvious, obviously. Where did you like help me out with this? When you do research like this, where do you go? What do you do? You go to the mainstream media. Do you? Is there? You can't just go to the library and find what you're looking for. At least I don't think so. How did you do your research? No, That's what I'm asking. no, no. Well, okay. So, um, 
Uh, obviously, when it comes to Europe and Scandinavia in particular, uh, I had the advantage of understanding both Norwegian, Swedish, and Danish. So I could go in and read a lot of the local news. Um, but, you know, let's differentiate between mainstream media and then alternative media. Um, obviously, mainstream media, depending on the country, they're not going to report on a lot of this. And if they report on it, they report on it in an Orwellian fashion. You get what I'm saying? Uh, right. For instance, if you look at crime statistics, well, in Sweden, they don't have statistics on how many are foreigners and how many are not. Neither does France. And uh, so, so you got to kind of like start looking at different alternatives to figure out who's doing what. Um, one of the, what, for instance, with Denmark, uh, it used to be way more politically correct the press than it is now, but it still is politically correct. But whenever they would use such, uh, shall we say, key, key word or buzzword such as uh, youth, whenever they used the word youth, you would know they were talking about migrants. Um, and so, so you look at mainstream media and what they're reporting on, then you try and find a lot of the similar stories, but you, you look up the local paper. So if something hits national news in Denmark, and it, and it was from, like, let's say, a part of Copenhagen, then you find the, the, the newspaper clippings or, or the online sources for that from the, from the local paper in the local wide area, because they will usually give a lot more details than mainstream or the bigger media as well. Because a lot of times they will actually report ethnicity. Um, that's one thing. But then, of course, you have the emergence of alternative media, which Europe has really grown these past couple of years. Um, that's a that's a key that's a key factor when doing research is actually alternative media. Mm-hmm. But with everything, you got to double check everything, triple check everything, because you can't get the facts right, and you can't always trust all media, no matter where it comes from. Um, and then I would say that the last place is actually just look at, at, at government statistics um, and for them that actually provide it. But, so, uh, yeah, that was a long one. But, but the, the, the point is, is that it's just a lot of detective work and, and really looking at the bigger stories and then trying to like backtrack it down to the sources of, of where those stories came from. Did you rely on, because um, there's a lot of blogs out there, some are very good and some aren't. Did you draw much information from them? And if you did, how did you, oh, tell, tell you what, i got to take a break. I'm having a little technical issue we're going to sure. get fixed here in a second. But at the same time, I also want to um, uh, run a couple commercials. So I'm just going to get you to stay right where you are. Don't go anywhere. And uh, we'll put, run a couple sure. of commercials. We'll come right back. And then I want to ask you the question about blogs and all that stuff. Okay. All right, okay. you stay right there. We'll be okay. right back with more on the Nick at Night Show. Sure.